Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcomed, whether on Twitter, Tim815 on the Anchor Contest Line, or on my Facebook Pre-Arb Excellence group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode, Why Didn't the Cubs Trade for Austin Meadows and ask me questions if I was confusing. Austin Meadows was traded overnight by Tampa to the Detroit Tigers. And somebody on the Twitter was asking why didn't the Cubs trade for Austin Meadows. I'm not going to... Well, he... <laughs> uh, the person on Twitter who was asking said the Cubs should have sent Reggie Preciado and be, been done with it. Well... <laughs> whether you or your next-door neighbor, or the person sitting at you, sitting at Wrigley next to you, the next time you go to a Cubs game, wants to believe it or not, Jed Hoyer values 2023, 2024, and 2025 a whole lot more than he values 2022 because Jed Hoyer's contract is up for renewal in 2024, after the uh, 2025 season. If Jed Hoyer is successful in 2024 and 2025, then he will keep his job. That's the goal. That's the goal. Keep your job. He's not going to get fired if the Cubs have a six-game losing streak in May this year. He's going to lose his job if players in the pipeline don't develop. Reggie Preciado is not the type of piece the Jed Hoyer would be interested in trading. However, Reggie Preciado is exactly the type of piece that the Tampa Bay Rays would be interested in. Okay, as to the trade, Austin Meadows, who, upon being obtained from Pittsburgh in one of the three absolutely fascinating Chris Archer trades. All three of them are fascinating. Um, Meadows started off quite well for Tampa. Last year, he hit for power, hit for relatively low average, and people are wondering why did Tampa Bay let him go. One thing I've started to figure out about Tampa Bay if they think a player is done, he might be done. Meadows to Detroit for former Cub Itzak Paredes and the Tigers' second-round competitive balance draft selection which gives Tampa Bay two in a row at 70 and 71. Why didn't the Cubs trade for Austin Meadows? First off, 
Tampa Bay would have asked for someone like Reggie Preciado. It wouldn't have been Reggie Preciado specifically necessarily, but it would have been someone like Reggie Preciado, presumably. I'm a bit, it, it seems a bit odd to me that Itzhak Paredes was included in the trade. Um, that doesn't seem stupid or wrong. It just seems a bit odd. Doesn't necessarily seem who Tampa would be after. However, Tampa has their stuff that they're looking for. And if Paredes is that kind of type of player that they're looking for, then he would be exactly who they're looking for. Their logic is not my logic necessarily, and they're generally pretty good at these things. They want to make sure that they keep players who are relatively inexpensive. Paredes is relatively inexpensive, and they want to build through the draft. When Tampa drafts a player, they have him for basically a decade. Basically if they want him. And this draft, if you're looking at some uh, a player in the range of 70 and 71, you're going to get a player who will make sense long-term for an organization. Many baseball fans don't really give a damn about long-term. Baseball organizations do prioritize long term this is kind of why the tigers had an edge over the cubs as far as getting austin meadows getting the competitive balance draft pick was likely a huge portion of why they made the trade parades Probably fills a mild need. I don't know. I haven't looked at the um, Rays roster or the Tigers roster. I'm not really too hung up on it. But getting that draft pick was probably very important for the Tigers. Full breath, full stop. <sighs> okay, why didn't the Cubs make the trade? Why did the Cubs not make the trade as of today? I was asking a specific question. I had read somewhere online, and it comes as no huge surprise, the Cubs are looking at the waiver wire. Make all the snarky comments you want, but the waiver wire is sometimes a very useful way to add talent. Hashtag Frank Schwindel. Waiver wire, DFA wire, however you want to look at it. Sometimes there are players in other organizations that are not terrible players. They just haven't had time to figure it out at the major league level yet. Just because a guy is 1 for 17 at the major league level or has an ERA of 9.64 doesn't mean he is bad what it could mean is he hasn't figured it out yet, the light bulb hasn't gone on yet, or whichever phrase you want to use. As the Cubs are looking at the waiver wire, which they are, I asked 
the following question on Twitter. If the Cubs claim someone on waivers today, today, who do they designate for assignment? Go ahead, look it up. Hit pause, hit pause, load the Cubs 40-man roster. The way I like to do it is go to the Cubs, the, the Cub Reporter, thecubreporter.com. Uh, Arizona Phil has the Major League roster on top. Then below that, he has the injured list and the players that are optionable. The players that are, are the, the players that are already optioned. The players that have been sent down to the minor leagues already. And when you look at the players who are in the minor leagues already off of the 40-man roster, there's nine of them. There's nine of them. Corey Abbott, Miguel Amaya, Greg Dykeman, Christopher Morrell, Nelson Velazquez, Braylon Marquez, uh, there, there, there's a handful of a handful of others. There's nine of them, and none of them are screaming. This guy ought to be released. This guy ought to be designated for assignment. He ought to be put on waivers. Now, if there is someone particularly good on waivers, then certainly consider claiming him. Not a problem. That would be a good idea. The Cubs have the seventh waiver claim position for a while. And taking full advantage of that is a completely logical thing to do. However, the 40-man roster is 40 men. 40 players deep. And since it doesn't sound like the Cubs are all that interested in putting Miguel Amaya on the 40-man roster, or on the... 60-day injured list, which would recycle a 40-man roster spot, somebody would have to go. Somebody would have to go. And for all the hollering and spleening and complaining and griping that somebody might want to do, it's probably not going to be Jason Hayward. So, the question is, if someone, somewhere, wherever, whatever, were to get designated for assignment, or were to get claimed, someone would have to get designated for assignment. One of the players on the Cubs 40-man roster, and all of them have done a reasonably decent enough job to justify staying there, would have to go away. So, if the Cubs were to make a trade for Austin Meadows, and were to trade away a minor leaguer like Reggie Preciado to get Austin Meadows, somebody would have to go away. Somebody would have to go away. Is it worth picking up Meadows if it means, for instance, Michael Hermosillo gets released? 
would it be worth it if Rafael Ortega gets released? You might think, yeah, sure, if it's, you know, the, the one specific guy that you don't think is any good on the team. Quite a few people think that Ian Happ is terrible. They're very rarely willing to officially go on record as saying Ian Happ is terrible and you can uh, kick me in the knee if he has a good season. You know, I don't see people saying that. But um, if a player is added, someone else has to be let go of. And Austin Meadows, for all of his power, he has problems. Otherwise, the Rays would have kept him. He's also getting to the point where he's going to be getting toward expensive, toward expensive, especially if he is not um, improving. Why did the Cubs not trade for Austin Meadows? Trading with Tampa is usually a stupid thing to do. Tampa Bay doesn't lose trades very often. They make a living off of obtaining a bunch of young talent for a name player. And then when the young talent develops themselves and they get a name, when they get well-known, then they get traded for more younger talent. Austin Meadows was traded for Itzak Paredes and a draft choice, which sounds exactly like the type of trade Tampa likes to do. And since Jed Hoyer is prioritizing 2024, 2025 over 2022, trading for Austin Meadows who really isn't necessarily guaranteed to have a good season this year, Cubs decided to not do it. I'm good with Austin Meadows having a really good season with Detroit. Push the White Sox a little bit? I don't know. But um, as far as the Cubs not making a trade, I would have to know what would have been included if there would have been a trade. But Tampa is not going to make trade for, oh, who, who would, who would, uh, they're not going to make a trade for one of the Cubs relievers for Austin Meadows. One of their, you know, they're not going to, for Michael Givens or whatever. The Rays are about developing their own talent. The Chicago Cubs are about developing their own talent. When you have two teams that have exactly the same MO, have a discussion as far as a trade, it's not necessarily going to work. As little as I like to talk, uh, well, as often as I end up talking about the stupid trade between the Cubs and the Padres, and how it may or may not happen. At least discussions between the Cubs and the Padres kind of make sense because the Padres are all in for 2022 because if they don't make the postseason in 2022, A.J. Preller is probably fired. Jed Hoyer is not fired if the Cubs don't make the postseason. The Cubs are thinking future for now 
The Padres are thinking now for the future. That makes it easy for them to make trades. Detroit, they saw Austin Meadows as a potential roster upgrade. They flipped Itzhak Paredes and said, you know what, we're not too worried about the draft pick. Tampa Bay sweats the draft picks. They have to. That's how they win through player development. Why didn't the Cubs trade for Austin Meadows? Probably Jed Hoyer already has enough outfielders that he doesn't know how he's going to get all of them at bats already. Since the Rays weren't about to trade for Jason Hayward's contract or they weren't likely to trade for Rafael Ortega. They made a trade with Detroit and ended up getting an infielder and a draft pick, which made perfect sense for Tampa Bay, perfectly logical, and that guy that they draft at 70 or 71, if he stays healthy, about four or five years, people are going to say, oh, how'd they get that guy? From the draft. And from a trade. From trading a guy that they got quality out of, and then they traded him away. That's the way Tampa Bay operates. To an extent, it might be how the Cubs operate, too. Just so you know. Thanks for stopping by.